Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Before we go any further, I always like to give you a practical approach towards the topic. And in reading, someone shared something with me from a book called Who Switched Off My Brain? Some of you have probably heard of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's book, uh, well known for her ability to analyze how the brain works and, and apply spiritual principles, Christianity uh, principles towards the topic and dealing with it. In this book, she says that it's very important to journal your dreams, even if you feel like your dreams may not be a God dream. Many times you and I dream about things not realizing that it is the makeup of our own thought process. In fact, the scripture says it like this in Ecclesiastes 5 and 3, for a dream comes through much activity. Or in the King James, it says much in your business, what you keep yourself busy with and occupied with. And so you find yourself going to bed and sometimes... You wake up weary. Sometimes you'll wake up disturbed, filled with anxiety. And maybe some of that come from a dream. And sometimes you know it was a dream. You woke up from a, what you call a bad dream. And, and then we try to spiritualize it all the time. And what Dr. Leaf actually conveyed in, in her book was, is that many times these thought processes happen because of things you have thought about or engaged in or came across that you were dealing with. And there may be some internal struggles that you're dealing with that have not been resolved. She said it's very important to journal, write it down, find the pattern so you can have a biblical approach to do away with it because you could be dealing with something in your subconscious and your spirit that God needs to heal. When I was growing up, every one of my teachers told my mom, Bobby's not dumb, he just likes to have fun. I had lots of friends and I'd love to go to school and cut up. And from the second grade, I'm going to give myself away. Now, don't judge me. It's from the second grade all the way to the 11th grade, I had to go to summer school. I know. And every year, Bobby's not dumb. He just likes to cut up and have fun. The last year, I moved away, and I went to high school, finished high school, the best grades I ever made in my life because I didn't have any friends where I was going. No one knew me, and I was focused, and I saw what that could do. But from the time I graduated up to about five or seven years at least, I'd have this reoccurring dream that I wasn't going to be able to walk the platform. And the anxiety I felt from the second to the 11th grade was with me, and I couldn't believe it. Because years had gone by. Now, I don't try to get 
think that the devil was doing that to me. I think that my own, I think I was really affected by that. And, and so I finally realized that when God saved me, I learned how to find my value and, and I learned how to pray and become dependent on his blood and, and, and realize that I am somebody and, and that our mistakes are nothing more than opportunities to start over again, stronger and wiser and better and, and that and that I am somebody, and, and, you know, God just started to build me, and God started to develop me, and God started to bring my self-awareness up to another level, and I started to recognize that a lot of this stuff is just stuff that has been dormant in my life, and within time, the Spirit of God healed me and, and helped me, and I started to grow, and I started to develop, and I, I started to read more. The Spirit of God helped me read, helped me uh, memorize and do have a better recall. And I'm thinking to myself, why wasn't I like this in high school? Why wasn't I smart like this in high school? I was, but I was too preoccupied with fun, right? And, and things I wanted to do. And I didn't realize it back then. But as I grew older, the spirit of God began to work in my life. And then he started to heal me of certain things. And there were other things that God was healing me of. I lost my father when he was 42 years old. I lost him when I was six. And I lost my brother when he was like my father figure and lost him at a very young age as well. And, and, and death seemed to follow in that footsteps of my family. And I faced fear and, and I faced these different anxieties. But, but then I learned that to die is to live and to, and, and to gain Christ, and no matter what happens to me, I'm going to end up on the winning side, and I'm going to come out ahead. And, and I also learned that, that God has his angels that protect me and are with me, and, and if I stay on his will, then there is no failure. There is no heartache and, and, and hardship that can keep me down or stop me from fulfilling the will of God in my life. So I had to grow, and I had to be delivered from things that, that were internal struggles my entire life along with a lot of other things. But you see, the Spirit of God, when you begin to pray more and study your Bible and be consistent with that, it's, it really is like a river flowing in your life that removes the debris and, and removes the trash. And it just like a gully washer. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That just kind of flows into your life. And he rebuilds you. He remakes you. And he helps you become something you didn't know that you really were. And so... It's, it's important to realize where the sources of what your dreams can be are, are becoming and where they're coming from and what they're doing to you in your life. And some people need a healing in their life. You need deliverance from that mentality. You need deliverance from fear of failure. And some people are scared to be successful because they're afraid they're going to fail. But I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus and his grace and mercy and his goodness follows you all the days of your life. And, and God's not going to allow you to stay in an incident called failure because failure is not a person. It is an event. As you allow yourself to let God's word fill your heart, the Spirit of God can begin to remake you, reshape you. Now, I also found that, that when I begin to take my devotion to another level in my life, and instead of just devoting myself 
in the morning to God. I devoted myself in the evening to God. And when I pray at night and I read my Bible at night before I go to bed or meditate or whatever it may be, I found that I sleep better. Because remember, your body goes to sleep, but your spirit is always awake. Your spirit is always awake. So when I began to devote myself to him in the evening and I learned the secret of praying in the spirit at night, I learned that when I did go to bed, God could talk to me. God could relate to me. I could relate to him, vice versa. Well, he can relate to us because, number one, he's been in our shoes before. He has literally lived in this world, walked on the earth, yet without sin. And he was an overcomer, so therefore, he teaches us how to overcome. I can't tell you how many times God has, has given me direction in my dreams, helped me and learned, I learned how to minister in my dreams. He gives, he's given me answers in my dreams for the church and for people. He's given me direction in my dreams but let me give you the secret to that before we go on any further. The secret to having God speak to you is the ability to stay still long enough to calm your spirit and calm your mind, to trust him and to learn how to rest in him. Learn how to rest in him because dreams is just another means of communication. When God chooses to speak to somebody in their dreams, it's just another means for him to talk. He may do it through a vision. He may do it through an impression. He may do it through an impression when you read the word. He may validate and establish a word in your life by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Here's what I found out about personality types, though. That driven personality... The Marthas in our life, the Marthas, I'm a Martha and I can be a Mary. I had to learn how to be a Mary. But I was, I'm really a Martha. Some that, I know that's kind of church jargon, but let me explain. A driven personality, a dominant personality is always moving, constantly going, constantly following the schedule. You have Google, I mean, you know, Google Calendar is full. You have alerts going off all the time. You've got your to-do list, and you're making the checks, and your goal in life is to put more checks. And you're so busy, it's like God can't really talk to you. So I found that God speaks to personalities like that better when they're asleep because they're so busy. The other type of personality is the laid-back personality that, that's very calm, very reserved, very phlegmatic. And sometimes they're cognitive of their surroundings and they feel impressions better. They know when God's speaking. Sometimes those personalities actually are those that get an impression, strong impression and visions or whatever it might be. I don't want to go too far, but you see, there are no limits to how God wants to talk to you. But my point is this. God uses dreams. We're not talking about daydreaming. And we're not talking about goals. We're talking about literally allowing your spirit to be ministered to while you're at rest. 
It's all in the Scripture. The Scripture says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people or all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. It's in there. And your old men will dream dreams. And that's not just referring to age and gender per se. There's a deeper definition to that, and I'll give you that in a moment. But remember, God is light, and in him is no darkness. So when God does talk to you, God talks to you in the light of his word. God doesn't give you thoughts and impressions and feelings in your dreams that causes you to feel anxiety. Remember, your mind is so obedient to what it can imagine or what it feels that your body will respond. It doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. Your mind does not know the difference when it imagines things and embraces the actual feeling from it and, you know, the emotion from it. In your dreams, it's just as it, like it's real and your body will respond in your sleep and you can have an anxiety attack. You can have depression. You can have fear sown into your life while you're sleeping. And this is one thing that's either caused by the enemy or just yourself. But when God is in it, your spirit and your mind is protected. And you can get sweet sleep because he that watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. God does not sleep. The angels of God do not sleep. God watches over you. God is there for you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. But now the scripture says he is now in us. And you can stir up that gift. The first point I want to give you is only God can interpret dreams. Only God can interpret dreams. There's a lot of people who have written books about dreams. There's a lot of information. You can type it in on Google. You can Google it and you can find what does this mean in a dream? What does that mean in a dream? And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that have their opinions about what things mean. What does the balloon mean? What does a stop sign mean? I mean, if you don't know what a stop sign means, you got problems. I had a dream about this. I mean, I can make up something crazy right now. And leaves people going on these rabbit trails, and they're exhausted, and they haven't been able to figure it out for months, and they pray, God, what does it mean? What does it mean? And God has never brought the dream again, and God has never given them a clue in prayer. I got to tell you, it probably wasn't God. You made it God. So just because a dream has a little bit of spirituality doesn't mean it's God. Your spirit beings, and you're going to feel some, you know, some type of spirituality in your dreams. But I've never taken a dream that I wasn't aware of his presence to heart. In other words, just like it takes the spirit of God to discern and interpret scripture correctly. Or understand a situation or a person. The scripture says try all the spirits. It also takes the spirit of God to validate a dream. An impression. I've also learned that when I have ignored the dream. Not because I have trying to 
be sassy or be arrogant in any way. I didn't try to discredit that not being God. I, re I really know that God knows my heart, and if, if he wants to reveal it to me and show it, he's going to do it again, so he'll give you reoccurring dreams. But there will always be the sense of God's presence in it. Always. And when you don't know, you need to ask him one time. Most of the time, I've never had to try to figure out what a dream meant because I knew in the moment when God gave it to me. Because God who gives you dreams like he speaks to you and he speaks it in your dream. You'll know. You will know because he bypasses. Is this kind of deep? He bypasses your thinking and deposits the understanding straight to your spirit. See, that's why he's a great teacher. That's why the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He said, and another will come and teach you all things. That's the Spirit of God. Because he bypasses your brain before we mess it all up and deposits it straight and speaks to your spirit. But in that moment, if you need help, James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, he will, give, he will be given to him or her. The second point is this. God's, a God dream has God's presence. A God dream has God's presence. Anytime I've ever had a dream from God, I have felt and very aware that in my dream, his presence was there with me. My wife has had, my wife has had more dreams than I have. I remember one time, would you like to hear a dream? Yeah. It was very clear. When gas, how many of you remember when gas prices first started skyrocketing? How many of you thought about at that moment, I need to go buy a smart car or get a, how many of you guys thought, oh, you know what, this is a great chance for me to get a motorcycle <laughs> or a scooter. I would have looked funny on a scooter, but <laughs> they're cheaper. But anyhow, so I said to myself, I'm going to go buy a motorcycle, but I didn't tell my wife. Because I thought it was so cheap, it would be okay. So somebody had a special, like, $25 a month on these, what they, sports bikes. I envisioned myself on that sports bike. I was skinnier, and I envisioned myself on that sports bike. <laughs> I thought, man, that would be cool. And think about all the money I would save in gas. Although I lived only five minutes away from work, I would save a lot of money. I prayed. I prayed for two weeks, though. I didn't see. I, I may not have told my wife, but I went to God. My life is really a life of getting permission. That's what I've learned throughout the years, that really life is about permission, God permitting and allowing. See, that's the way I want my life to be lived, because if God permits it, I always know God's in it. And so the day came, and I... I said, God, I literally said this. I said, God, it was right after work, two weeks later. I've been praying all week. I said, God, you haven't told me anything, so I guess you haven't said anything. It's okay for me to go do it. And I was on my way. I 
called the company up, called the store, said, hey, I saw this, looked up on the website, you had this model in, I'm on my way. And I called my wife and I said, sweetheart, I got a surprise, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere before I go home and uh, I'll be home after a while. She said, okay, okay, she, you know, you, you know, Pastor Dawn, she, my wife, she's just super sweet. Okay, honey, whatever, be safe. My wife lets me be the boss, by the way. She's the sweetest thing ever. Never mad, always happy. I'm a mess. So I said, okay, and I was hanging up the phone, and I heard her say, oh, whoa, whoa, babe, babe, babe. I, I, I got to tell you something. I had a dream this morning. I had a dream you were on a motorcycle riding, and you hit a fence and flew off into a field. And I said, dang it. Well, I'm on my way home, babe. On my way home. You don't know this, but when we first got into church, my wife really wasn't for it. She's watching, listening online right now. She's not here today, but she's on the road, but she's watching. Remember that, honey? I prayed for you. God gave me an awesome experience. I've been praying for my wife. And one night we were laying in bed and my wife woke up crying, praying. And I said, wow, what is going on? And, she, and I said, what's wrong, sweetheart? She goes, God just gave me a dream. It was his presence. It was so real. I, I, I heard him. I felt him. And I said, I, was, I said, what was it? And she said, I was laying in bed with you, and I looked over at you, and you were under a light. It was like a light coming from the sky. But I looked over my life, and I was a black hole, a square in the sky, and it was so dark. And God spoke to me and said, he's saved, but you're not. And then I felt so remorseful. She woke up, and ever since that day, she got her salvation. She was moving forward. She's a firecracker. I'm telling you, she loves people. And, and, and she's a phenomenal speaker, a phenomenal preacher. Is that good enough, babe? at $5 worth. Well, you know, it, it's amazing what God will do when he speaks to you. See, faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. That scripture pertains to not the written word, not the logos, the plans of God, but the rhema. Look at the interpretation. It's referring to the rhema and the fresh voice of God. That's where faith comes in. That's when God begins to lift your faith when he begins to talk to you. And he can talk to you in any manner he wants to, but he still wants to talk to you in your dreams. See, I'm talking to people right now that have been spiritually uh, really malnutritioned because in your dreams, when you go to bed, there are things that you haven't dealt with and things that you're not allowed God to deal with in your life. And I'm going to give you the secret. Again, remember where God's dreams are his presence is always there. That's the key. Let me, before I go on to that, let, let me give you a scripture. Genesis 28, 16 says this. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, after a dream, he had a dream that the angels of God were ascending and descending upon the property where he was at in his life. And he, he woke up and he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I didn't even know it. He woke up and he was aware of the presence of God. And the scripture says he was afraid. 
and said, How awesome is this place, for there is no other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. That word afraid, you see that word afraid in verse 17? It comes from the Hebrew word, not tormenting fear, but reverence and honor. That's what follows after God gives you a dream. Not tormenting fear, not, not, not anything that brings anxiety to you, but something that will cause you to honor him. And then the scripture says that Jacob then took two stones and pillars and put them there to remember the place. And, and then this is so significant in our life because the question asks, what do we do when we know it's from God? You honor him and reverence him by giving him your attention. And by thinking and planning to keep doing what you have been doing. You see, if God gives you a dream and he starts talking to you, you need to look at your prayer life because you've been doing something right. You've been consistent. So you don't and you haven't arrived just because he gives you a dream or speaks to you. You're on the right track. So what do you do? Keep doing what you have been doing and take it up a notch. Keep doing what you have been doing for God to fulfill it and to work it. When we acknowledge God and have a reverence for him and a healthy respect for him, he opens up our hearts to receive more direction from him. And point number three and the last point is this, and I'm coming to a close. Again, what do I do after a God dream? I said it. Let me say it again. Honor God. Remain obedient and pursue God's will. Now, here's the tough part. Some of you have been given dreams. Some will be more vision than dream that you receive when you're awake. We call them daydreams. Some have been given dreams in your sleep. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a secret right now to help you have God dreams. How many of you want to have God dreams? All right. Well, let me teach you how to position yourself to have a dream and God speak to you in your sleep. Before you go to bed, set the atmosphere in your room where you're sleeping. I put worship music on. Or instrumental music. Worship. Music is powerful. I spend some time in prayer. And I read the Bible. And I don't just pray. A lay me down to sleep. Bless the Lord my soul. To, you understand? I give him. My heart. I repent of things that may have. I felt like I may have made a mistake, but I don't dwell there because that purpose isn't just to beat myself on the head. I, I, I honor God when I believe that the work has been done at Calvary. So I just get everything out of the way, and I go into worship, and I don't rush it. I stay there long enough, and I just let him minister, and until I feel his presence come, and we're believers in this church and praying in the spirit and being baptized in the spirit, spirit baptism. And if you have never experienced that, I, I, I actually teach a strong Bible study 
that can help you understand it and help you receive it and get closer to God. I'll take time with you as a pastor. Just just contact us, email us, and set up a time. And our assistants and our staff, I'll do it with you. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll help you. I'll take time with you. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, we'll do that. My point is, is praying in the Spirit is one of the most powerful things you can do as a believer. And when you get lost in that and you feel that your spirit is saturated, it takes time sometimes. That's why the scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord, how do you wait on God? Just like you would wait on your seat to be called at a restaurant. Right? What do you mean by that, Pastor Bobby? Well, when you're sitting in a restaurant waiting for your number, are you hungry? You've been there too long. You're not going to get up now, right? It's all up here. I mean, I've been here so long, I'm going to wait here till I feel him and I get what I need from him and I'm not going to bed till I get it. And the scripture says, they that hunger and thirst after what? Shall be what? Okay. God looks at hunger. Now, when you've done that and you feel the peace of God, go to bed. Leave that music on light. Or put your fan on, put your white noise, me, whatever you do. And relax. And being consistent in that, you'll find yourself in your dreams letting the spirit man receive. I promise you, God will begin to use that. Now, this isn't manipulating God. It is positioning your mind to let the Spirit of God. Now, not everyone's going to be have a God dream, but I promise this, you'll wake up with more energy. Yeah. You'll wake up refreshed, and you won't wake up grumpy. And if he or she wakes up, just put them back to bed. But, you know, Christians have to learn this because how many of you have been guilty just like me getting caught up in a series to go to bed, knock you out. You know, I'm telling you that when you take control of your sleep and take control of your night devotion, you're, you've now set yourself up for having a God morning. And that's the secret. Listen to this. If Joseph had not considered the dreams in the pit and Potiphar's house and in the prison, he would have never fulfilled his calling. The dream God gave him kept him. You know what Joseph's legacy was? A famine. That's what his legacy was. Being prepared for a famine. That's what his whole life was going to be looked at as. The man that saved the region by having and knowing how to steward seven years of prosperity to get them through seven years of famine because one man heard from God and didn't give up and didn't throw in the towel when he was sold into slavery, when he was thrown into prison, and when they forgot about him and his gifts. Let me tell you something. Don't ever feel like because someone overlooks your gifts that God hasn't kept account of where you're at and what you're called to do. Because as long as God knows 
and you feel like you're in a prison, if you'll keep the faith and keep on living, praising and worshiping and serving, God will bring it to pass somebody. God will help you. God will fulfill you as long as you keep your faith. Keep your faith. I'm going to close with this. Come on, Haley. I'm going to close with this. And listen, I also want to say this. Did you know that Jesus' earthly parents protected the infant Christ because they were obedient to dreams? To dreams. Daniel was put in a place of influence, the second. You see, Joseph was also second in the kingdom that was a heathen kingdom. And Daniel under Nebuchadnezzar, a heathen kingdom, second in command based on their ability to hear God's voice. Based on their ability to position themselves to hear from God. God will give you direction. God has taught me how to preach, how to minister to people. I'm going to tell you something crazy. God has taught me how to release his spirit in prayer when I pray for people through my dreams. While I was in the will of God, why I am in the will of God, pursuing God, hungering for wisdom, asking for understanding, and positioning myself, I put myself in a place where God can talk to me. And I'm that kind, I'm that person that got so many, has so many things going through my mind. So, and I can feel the impression. I've learned how to slow down long enough at times to let God speak to me when I'm awake. When I feel like I'm not awake, I know I've got to spend some time at night to prepare my spirit to be right where I need to be so God can help me. In the last day, saith God, here's the point and conclusion for today. Here's what I want to leave you here. God wants to speak to you in your dreams. Now, I'm going to give you the scripture again. Acts chapter 2 says, your old men shall dream dreams. The word old men in that Scripture in the Greek does not mean necessarily a person who is up in age. It actually is referring to, and the Scripture calls them the presbytery, oversight, elder, in position. In other words, people of responsibility. So God wants to give people who are busy and have responsibility dreams to help them. That's the working of the Spirit of God. When you've been so busy, you still have an opportunity at night to give God a chance to help you. Some of the things that God has done for us were based on dreams. And we didn't have to question and wait and try to figure out what was this, go buy a book, find the symbolism, all that stuff. No, 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 no. You see, when God gives you a dream, his presence is in the dream, and he speaks to you very clearly what that is. So if you're the person going around in circles waiting for weeks, months, years, trying to figure out what that is, stop. If it was God who gave it to you again, leave it alone. Position yourself to hear the voice of God. In this season that we're in right now, more than ever, we need to hear the voice of God. We need clarity. And when you know God speaks to you, just like I'm talking to you, you see, there are two things 
that help you know that you're hearing from me. Number one, you see me. Number two, you hear me. Well, those are senses. Your physical senses. Your spirit, man, has senses also. And you know. You'll know the voice of the shepherd. You'll know the direction of God. You aren't just someone in this world without any hope, without any hope for answers, not knowing what to do and feel like, okay, I, I, we're lost. No, you're not. You're the sheepfold. You're the people of God. You're God's people who know his voice, who know the direction, and he wants to give you hope in this season. And there's always a moment for us to receive from him and hear from him. God has not forgotten us. God has not forgotten us, folks. He is here for us, and we're going to come out stronger, better, and wiser, and we're going to know his voice. By the time this is over, we're going to be keen to his voice. How many of you want to hear from him? Raise your hand. Come on, stand to your feet here this Sunday morning. I hope that there was, I hope that you've been challenged. I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you feel this, this sense of, you know what? This urgency of, I want to go to bed tonight, but I want to go to bed with his presence tonight. How many of you want to go to bed with his presence tonight? Raise your hand. Be consistent with that. I'm not promising you anything fake. I'm not saying you go to bed, you have a God dream automatically. I am saying when you position yourself to listen and be attentive to God, you give him an opportunity to speak to you. If you're in that position where you need his direction, we need to do this. Let's just lift up our hands. Let me pray for you right now. If you're watching online and you've not given your life to Jesus, we want you to give your life to him today. If you're here in this building and you've not given your life to the Lord, we want you to have that opportunity by just confessing your sins to him. Ask him to be the Lord of your life. Let me pray a blessing over you today, if that will be okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for all those that are here and those that are watching, that you would cause us to slow down, that you would give us, God, the, the strategy. Help us understand that it is your will, God, to speak to us. We want to hear from you. We want to give you our attention. But, Lord, let your voice be known. Let your words be known. Let your spirit, God, be known. Let your God kingship receive all the glory and all the recognition for it today, right now. Give every person, Father, what they need in their life. Lift their burdens. Take away their problems, the struggle, the anxiety. Today, become the answer for them right now. Every weight must go. Every burden must go. Every anxiety, all anxiety must leave. All fear must leave. All depression must go. And today we make the declaration that we belong to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap today. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.